You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. Why are Americans like you going through such tough times right now? Here is just a highly condensed list of America's reality, you and your family's current reality. Starting with the worst of all, massive proven 50-state election fraud that still hasn't been addressed since the 2020 sham-shameful election of Vice President Brandon, and therefore will continue to be a sham in 2024, making it highly unlikely that President Trump will ever get reelected. Also, the weaponization of the federal government against these innocent election integrity political opponents, including solitary confinement and without a trial for years. Also, a return to energy dependence and sky-high energy bills. A historic inflation crisis. An outrageously expensive slap in the face of the middle class with Brandon's botched on-purpose failure in Afghanistan. Record high gas prices in all 50 states. Record-breaking homicide rates in dozens of U.S. cities and now suburbs too. Endless wars and extreme reckless flirtation with World War III involving at least two nuclear powers as our enemies, lowest test scores for K-12 students in many decades, 10 million plus, perhaps as many as 13 million illegal alien crossings during Vice President Brandon's regime, record-breaking sex trafficking, deadly fentanyl trafficking from China, institutionalized sex confusion and child abuse, record suicide rates among children, massive drug abuse, the normalization of child molestation, prolonged supply chain shortages that benefits huge corporations but destroys small businesses on purpose, the wiping out of small business with stupid laws and regulations that benefits the Democrat voting base, continued COVID shot hysteria years after that hysteria has scientifically and thoroughly been debunked as a big pharma and big government fake pyramid money scam. That has murdered perhaps millions of innocents globally. Not the virus, the shot, and the sham treatment. Untold millions of dollars laundered from China into the Brandon crime family's pockets. Record personal credit card debt for Americans. Strategic fuel reserves foolishly tapped into and are now at historic lows. Zero transparency or accountability on what is the most corrupt regime in American history. And on and on it goes. Again, this is record-breaking corruption. Why has this never happened to these levels before in American history? How did America get here? In the following moments, I will demonstrate how an extreme lack of expressing moral outrage has allowed this corruption to fester and grow into the outrageous levels of amoral stank that we are currently suffering from. Getting down to the bare basics here, where does your sense of outrage come from? It comes from judging or a judgment. But a judgment based on what? If not from the Bible, then narrow self-interest rules. My family, my country, my money, and so on. Violate these, and I'll come after you. But beyond that, we remain pretty stoic, which is an odd condition for a largely pleasure-seeking, narcissistic nation where we have a lot of instant everything. If our senses are brutalized by ultra-violent and sexual entertainment, 
then how can we be outraged when we see something far less offending to the senses? When we allow no or few filters on any human experience, then we become somewhat callous to what that experience is supposed to mean to us. And we know this is a problem because if we're not sufficiently outraged, then obviously there's not enough internal motivation to stop the offense, whatever that may be. We also know this is a problem because there is absolutely no shortage of really, really bad things going on. As I mentioned at the start of this podcast, historically unprecedented simultaneous disasters are occurring. But to assume all these bad things are simply the price of living in a modern complex society with so many moving parts completely misses the point. Humans were built to handle massive complexities. But a complex life with no anchor to settle us and no lighthouse to guide us is a life, to add yet one more seafaring metaphor to my contention, is like building a house on wet and shifting sands. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty four through 27 Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. In other words, a society such as that will not last long. Some will say, but America has lasted 248 years. But all this internal rot until very recently has not been fully felt, and still is not fully felt by easily more than half the country. America is in profoundly dire straits. Simple lack of awareness has a lot to do with it. When I was researching this topic, I typed in the death of American outrage. And what came up was page after page after page of information almost exclusively on George Floyd and the ensuing riots. Now that video of him being slowly murdered did spark outrage in everyone with a pulse. But the riots that followed had virtually nothing to do with that outrage. That was mostly prefabricated, wargamed faux outrage based on what spoiled, overly privileged, low-life a-holes like the George Soros crime family and a legion of other billionaire investors in the social justice money pyramid game had invented to benefit themselves and had mostly created out of thin air. Such destructive but self-serving notions like defund the police and cashless bail and buying off crooked DAs like that human turd George Gascon and dozens of others throughout America just like him. In fact... All that highly destructive energy came from the investment bank accounts of the George and Alex Soros crime family and helped fuel the unbelievable corruption behind BLM Incorporated and the overtly fascist Antifa crime syndicates. The number of NGO and nonprofit organizations that George Soros has corrupted and degraded way beyond recognition is easily in the hundreds worldwide. And he has targeted many Christian evangelical associations, some $35 billion to utterly destroy planet Earth. Just goes to show you, 
what massive Al Capone-style mafia bribes can do. George Soros, what an a-hole. And that will be his enduring legacy. Notice the mafia-controlled media's obsession with George Floyd. Even years later, it's as though that's the only real outrage remaining on planet Earth. Nothing else matches it. Even the October 7th Hamas attack comes close. In fact, you could imagine the greatest horror of all horrors, and it still would not be able to eclipse the attention showered down for poor little old George Floyd, a stooge for the woke. Why? Because investment politics for corrupted billionaires reigns supreme. Nothing overshadows what the Davos billionaires want us to look at constantly. In fact, their bought and paid for media wants us to stare at it and stare at it until it completely breaks us. And we are all living at the bottom and forever in the shadows in constant fear of a never-ending Davos billionaire-created police state. That's the real upshot and legacy of the George Floyd murder. America is also in trouble because American history is shamelessly no longer taught in government schools. Just the hollow shell of it. But nothing that resembles the real American story. Honest American history is the anchor that is missing. Without a truthful, not woke-washed, but true understanding of our heritage, America is a ship without a rudder on stormy seas. The full understanding of the Pilgrims, Christopher Columbus, George Washington, John Adams, the Pioneers, Abraham Lincoln, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, Sergeant York, General George Patton, Audie Murphy, Ronald Reagan, and President Donald J. Trump, and the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery, and last but not least, the forgotten man and woman, countless millions of them, all bonafide American heroes those who sacrificed for us, and all of them almost totally ignored and unknown to the average American child. What a heart-rending, soul-tearing tragedy. America is also lost because we have extremely low or no standards. Standards for living comes from the Holy Bible. But if the Bride of Christ or the Church has little or nothing to say of that Bible, then why should any of us have standards of any kind? If we're all just a bunch of dumb, selfish animals, who needs standards? Animals don't have standards. If you're honest, you will admit, if you know anything of human nature, human standards must come from somewhere. And if not from the Holy Bible, any substitute will do, fools believe. Here's another thing that stands in the way of expressing our collective outrage. Many of America's miseries comes from chronic excuse-making, for not following through on our offended emotions. So, if we are adults, we can greatly approve upon this. The Holy Spirit is completely counter to excuse-making and complaining. Therefore, for Christians, it should be easy to amend. It could be argued that expressing moral outrage can be overdone. Just look at all these sick and twisted, woke losers with all their fake social justice crusades. But here's a major difference. Most, if not all, their causes have price tags attached. In other words, their causes are bought and sold like commodities on the open market by billionaires masquerading as good Samaritans.
But America's rich history is replete with examples of our righteous indignation. Here are just a few examples from American history. In 1898, the American battleship USS Maine blew up in Havana Harbor. To this day, it's not fully known if it was due to Spanish sabotage or a mine or simply an exploding boiler accident. But the press went crazy and so did America. At that time, America knew how to express our collective outrage and we did so. And we declared war on Spain. Did we overreact? Maybe. Another example from history. America had no self-hating neurosis in 1941. It was almost entirely missing. We had no Oprah. Therefore, we had few eating disorders or spiritual confusion or sexual confusions or demon possessions. We were a much, much happier people. When the Japs attacked us, we dropped what we were doing and achieved a laser beam focus on defeating them unconditionally, completely, utterly, and absolutely. We had blood in our eyes, and we wanted revenge immediately. Six decades later was 9-11. The number of casualties were similar to Pearl Harbor, but it was even worse. Those victims were civilians. At least the Japanese technically ended diplomatic communications prior to the bombing as a token declaration of aggressive intentions. 9-11 was entirely about deceit and cowardice. Therefore, America's reaction should have been much stronger than to Pearl Harbor. But it was not. In 1941, boys commonly lied about their age to join up to fight the Japs, and they stood in line for blocks at recruiting stations the following day. Americans were easily outraged because there was no 24-7, 365 mafia-controlled media to tell them that patriotism was racist and evil. Also, one of the reasons for our lack of passion and the subdued outrage that accompanies the violation of our passion is because America is not the attractive place that it once was. It's attractive to criminals and freeloaders streaming across the border as I speak, but it's not a cozy, down-home, comfortable place anymore. It is increasingly a scary place. And just driving around or walking around, I'm feeling more and more like an alien immigrant myself. Being born and raised in the middle of America, that just isn't right. This is all by design, of course. If the George Soros crime family insists on all of us native-born Americans to feel as though we don't belong in America anymore, to feel as though we are the illegal alien invaders, well, like I said before, that is one of the things that big money can buy you. Power over others. As long as there's a sufficient number of people without scruples who are willing to accept the Soros crime family's bribes, then we will never fix our problem. But if, on the other hand, even just a bare critical mass of freedom-loving American patriots awakens just in time before November, then clearly it's going to be all over for the deep state mafia. But currently in America, it's not like, these are my people, and I will, I must defend them to the death, if necessary, no matter what. That kind of tribalism is good. It's not bad, it's good, it's healthy. Tribalism has infected the left, but tribalism has not really infected the right that much. And it should. Because our tribe, 
traditional, God-fearing America is good. Our tribe is superior to all other tribes. That's true. Based on our Christian and constitutional foundation, if you belong to our tribe and you truly enjoy being a part of it, you're going to get emotional in wanting to protect that tribe or country called America. Political correctness is very much anti-passion for the right. That's why America has such a passion problem. That is one of the very well-planned gimmicks of the left or being woke, is it empowers left-wing stupidity and foolishness, but it disempowers the right, and the reason is because PC is so emotional and and anti-logical or anti-truth. And because being PC is such a viral infection that has nearly murdered America, we have become a nation of passive, woke-washed, stupid sheep. A nation of sheep breeds a nation of wolves. If there's too many sheep, you have to control the population with wolves. That's just the brutal nature of reality. If you have too many dumb sheep, this will embolden the ruthless, bloodthirsty, ravenous wolves to come out in droves to use and abuse and gobble up all the passive, crippled, politically corrected sheep. The people desperately need a shepherd, who is Jesus, to protect them. So to sum up, political correctness pacifies the middle class into keeping quiet, while the wolves, or China, and their henchmen, Davos demon billionaires, and Islamo-fascists all act in unison to bring down the great Satan, which they view to be America. Being outraged over all this brutal injustice against America should mean something very visceral, coming from deep, deep inside your guts. And that is something that you don't really doubt. It should be automatic for us. Now that is far away different from being a simple-minded fool. That is the purview and specialty of the woke. Being outraged motivates And that is probably the greatest taboo against it. Because a motivated population is geared towards action against its offenders. And that is the one thing that will completely destroy the woke. So they must try to keep us divided and confused. Jesus said, and Abraham Lincoln echoed this in his second inaugural address during the Civil War, that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Satan And our deep state enemy knows this is true, which is why all they try to do is keep us divided and confused and weak and unable to defend ourselves. And that is the evil one's great conspiracy against the flock of Jesus and the United States of America. Dear listener, this is your clarion call towards all out massive action. To save America from Satan's plan. I don't care what you do. Do something. Do anything. But please do it now. No PC Allowed is not a platform for casual listeners. We are a platform for outrageous activists only. PC is a euphemism for extreme manipulative dishonesty. And that is something we do not allow in this podcast. It's built into our very name. And finally, there is one more major component to our lack of outrage. 
big tech censorship, shadow banning, deplatforming, and for the mildest of reasons or excuses. Talk about squelching outrage. The big money masters cannot stand for any threat, no matter how tiny, to upset their high-tech apple cart. One man with a mic, such as me, is incredibly dangerous to their survival. China can't stand it. Big tech can't stand it. The George and Alex Soros crime family can't stand it. The Davos gangsters can't and won't stand for it. Why? Because they will lose everything if our side wins. If Trump wins, they lose all of their momentum. All their global power and all their collective trillions of dollars is threatened by one man with a microphone. That one man with a mic is me, Big Mac Iverson and no PC allowed. That is why I am being so aggressively shadow banned and deplatformed by these deep state crooked animal cowards. Threatened by one man's opinions. By the way, that screams these aren't just opinions. They are terrifying objective facts and therefore crippling weaknesses to these corrupt powers that be. Action step. Rediscover your outrage. Tap into it and express it fully. Until this happens, nothing will ever really change in America. Also, please subscribe, review, and share. Subscribe, review, and share. We are actively being shadow banned and deplatformed, so please support us at no PC allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. Again, at no PC allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. You have been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.